0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Plus One Mentality Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Newton. And as always, we appreciate you guys for tuning in to another episode. As you all know, new episodes drop every Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you leave us a review. And if you like it, share it with a friend. That's all we ask. There's no plugs here, there's no um, ads. So the only thing that we ask of you is to share it with a friend. Uh, post it on your social media if you really enjoy it, and uh, just keep sharing the word. So with, uh, without further ado, though, um, I am joined today with a very special guest, a good friend of mine and uh, fellow coach, although what he coaches is a little bit different than what I coach, um, Mr. Rico Incarnate. See, I'm going to mess up your last name like always. Incarnati. Incarnati. How do I say that? How do I say that last name? Correct me real quick. I I, I know not, how to say no, espresso. No, but you're,
1: you're good. I know you know how to you know how to say espresso, which is what we did before we got before we got <laughs> recording. But you didn't you didn't ask how do we pronounce the last name?
0: I know. I never I never say your last name. Actually, I I, I just always go with Rico. Incarnati. Incarnati. Okay, I got it. I got it right now. So we're good. Incarnati. Sweet. I should probably be able to remember that, seeing as how we've known each other for over a year now. And I yeah, think that might minute. be the second time I've ever said your last name.
1: Wow! All right,
0: so,
1: so we just got to get more reps in. What's saying the last name? That's it. That's an easy fix.
0: Yeah, it's like that's we tell easy. our clients, right? It's, it's all about the reps.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, you're not going to be an expert at like deadlifting the first time, um, but you know, with a thousand plus repetitions in the tank, I think you'll be good.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, so. man. Well, uh, well, dude, uh, give us a little info about you, man. Give us a, a little bit of a background story, or origin story, um, and uh, let's introduce <laughs> you to the people
1: yeah man um, well first of all thank you for having me on the podcast and the show if you will call it um, man I mean where do we want to start I mean if you want to talk about origin story um, I always like to give the quick bio that I am a 93 percent Italian kid who loves espresso uh, cannolis uh, and corgis and I want everyone to be a fucking shark so that's uh that's my little I mean, Short bio, if you'd say. Um, the long story is, I am originally, uh, I, I'm originally a how do I say this? Um, a want I don't want to say a wannabe uh, pediatrician, but I, I I wanted to be a pediatrician, right? And my whole story is, I never wanted to get into the content world. I never wanted to be a videographer. I never even knew this whole world existed, um, let alone that it was a possibility. And when I was younger, like I mentioned, I was. I was on the track to become a pediatrician, and I did everything to get to that point, especially when I started out in high school um, with freshman year. So in freshman year of high school, we had a test that was known as the Explore test. And this was more so a career Explore test to where you would fill out like those multiple choice answers, you kind of fill in the blank, or you kind of like, you know like on a scale of 1 to 10 um if you had if you were given this this option or this option what would you do right it was like if you had if you had the choice of like watching tv or drawing a painting like what would you rather do right and it was all to get gather your interests and things that you'd want to do and so even from an early age uh my father he um really, really pushed me to become a doctor because that's something that I like I, I wanted to do early on. And again, it was more of my thing. And it later became my father's thing. and um it's important because it ties back in later on to the story. And so, uh, like I said, I, I did everything to get to that point to become a pediatrician. Freshman year of, of high school, I took the Explore test, and that was something for me where I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I need to answer like how a doctor does, right? I don't need to answer what what's intuitive to me and what's what Enrico wants. It's what does a doctor answer, right? And so I did everything, and I answered all the questions that would you know align me with being a pediatrician, being a doctor. Um, same thing with with sophomore year. We had what was called the Plan test. Um, my school district U46 in um, in Illinois. And sophomore year, I, I did the same thing. And that was like more of a prerequisite towards the ACT and SAT tests. Um, but again, like, you know, answer the same ways. Then junior year came, came around. We took the ACTs that year, but also that year I enrolled in uh, certified nursing and I became a certified nurse, uh, CNA at 17. And, you know, then um, senior year came around and took the AP Chem classes and all the stupid bullshit science that I hate. Um, but mind you, if you love, chemistry if you love physics if you love biology whatever i love you for that i don't i don't love chemistry i hate it honestly i I resent it um so anyone who does study like chemistry in in a higher level i I love that for you i I just don't and so enrolled in all those higher level classes and i was you know set to become a health sciences, pre-med major in college. And so I enrolled at DePaul University, uh, freshman year of college. And again, I was faced with chemistry, right? I had to enroll in chemistry again. I'm like, fuck this, right? And I I, I remember like I would always go to the lab on Monday night and I would always have my gym bag with me because I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there and just go work out at the gym, right? And at the time... Um, again, I I didn't have a job at my school's gym yet. I was still kind of just figuring it out, like what I wanted to do um, in terms of like college wise, I didn't know what this was. Right. And so um, it it was funny because it became more of my father's thing because during the whole course of high school, like he would always build me up as like Enrico, the doctor. right? Right. And so anyone that I encountered, you know, whether it was his friends or even family members, they would refer to me as like Enrico, the doctor. And I'm like, I'm 17 years old. I'm like, I got time. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be a doctor just yet, right? Like I'm 17, 18 years old. Um, but it was something that I had to live up to. And it was a pressure that I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to be, right? My dad wanted me to go to Mount Sinai in California after grad, after uh, pre-med. Um, and so, it, like I said, it became more of his thing. And when I got to freshman year of college, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, my girlfriend at the time, she... She knew exactly what she wanted to do. She wanted to become a you know accountant, and she wanted to work for one of the big four companies. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want that. I don't know what I want, right? But I'm like, I don't want this. And the reason I, I say that is because I came across a piece of content from Gary V that that was it was, it was funny that I I it was Gary V that started this. Um, he he made a post that really hit me. It was like, I'd rather you take the next two to three years and have it be awkward with your parents doing what you want to do versus resenting them for the next 80 years of your life because you you did what they wanted. And I'm like, fuck, like this hit me hard. Right. And my immediate thought was like, I have to to tell my dad, I have to tell my father, I don't want this anymore. And so I had to have that conversation with him and I had to drop the pre-med after freshman year and, um, sophomore year had to kind of figure it out a little bit, right. With doing a default major and communications. Um, but it was a hard conversation to have with him and it was like, okay, cool. So now what? Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I I don't know. Honestly, I I don't have that answer, but I know what I don't want. And it was tough because that was like a a period of my life where I had a real, um, dark mental side, uh, mental health kind of situation because I lost all sense of identity. I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know, you know, what I was going to do. I was supposed to be Enrico the doctor and now here I am. I don't know who I am. And it was at that time where I had a turning point in my life where I attempted suicide because I just didn't think anything I would do after that would surpass or surmount to anything my father would want me to do. And it was something where I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm happy I went through it and nor do I wish anyone else went through it. Um, it's why I have the tattoo on my inner wrist that says Forza, which in Italian translates to English and strength. And it's something that I, I, Struggled with because I'm like, I, I feel like at such a young age I let everyone down in my life, and I let my father down so much, and I'm like I wanted his approval so badly, um, and I'm like I, I I failed him right, and so again like went through the whole, the whole kind of motions of just figuring it out. Um, I went to therapy, which anyone who if you're in college or anyone you know anyone in college, I implore you to go to therapy because it was five dollars a session to go to therapy, in college, oh, wow. five bucks. Yeah. Like we, we had a great rapport with our, I, I don't know how it was so cheap, um, $5 a session. And I'm like, I'm stupid, not take advantage of this. And so I implore everyone to do it. Even if you don't feel like you need it. Um, I'm always a fan of being proactive instead of reactive. Um, so again, to, to piggyback off that, this is kind of where a turning point happened in my life where, um, the gym was a real big part of my life and I was really into fitness and, um, I just, I love the gym, right? And so I started making Snapchat videos on my phone. I literally started making little mini videos on giving people tips on my phone of like fitness stuff. And girlfriend at the time goes, she's like, well, why don't you make like YouTube videos about this? And I'm like, you're right. And so I went that weekend to go buy a GoPro. I was working at my school's gym at the time. And if you go to my first YouTube video ever, that's literally me filming that weekend. I had bought it the day before and I started filming the next day. I filmed my first vlog, right? And so um, I didn't know what I was doing, but I'm like, I like this, right? I started following Max Tuning, Christian Guzman, who are people in my um, industry that I really look up to. Um, And I'm like, I like this. I like this vlogging thing. And – during that period of time, um, I, I kept vlogging and, and I, I, saved say to buy myself, another a camera, a microphone. And like, I was, you know, big time vlogger now. And, uh, I was making videos, just making YouTube videos because it was fun, right? Because it was an escape for me. I would literally skip class to go film. I would go skip class to go take photos. Cause that was fun for me. And, yeah. and so what I, what I realized is I'm like, I love this filming thing. Right. And not a lot of people understood what I was doing. Not a lot of people like Got it. Like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, everybody wanted to go have these big, stupid fucking jobs that I didn't really care about. Mind you, I mean, if they if that serves them amazing, I'm like, I don't fucking care. Um, and so I'm like, I, I like this. So that summer, um, going into my junior after my junior year, um, I had to get hip surgery because I tore my hip label. And the the Spring before that, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place. I enrolled in a summer shredding competition with with Christian Guzman. He did a 90-day summer shredding challenge in March. It started in March, literally around this time. And it ended in, I believe, June or July. And the big event at the end was to go down to Houston, Texas to Alfleet Gym and to celebrate, right? So I did the competition, went down to Houston. And at, in Houston is where I met a, a man by the name of Zach Rushlow, who on Instagram is the Flexible Batting Lifestyle, and he and I connected for the first time. And so it was cool because um, I had followed him on Instagram a little bit, and he, he's like, hey man, shoot me a DM, like, we exchanged pleasantries, and like I'll send you a free cookbook. I'm like, okay, cool. So he sent it to me. And then two weeks later, I had to have hip surgery, um, and then two weeks after that, he put on his story, he's like, hey, I'm looking for a videographer to come with me to LA for five days, Right. And I replied back, and I'm like, hey, man, I love this opportunity. I don't have a lot of experience. I've only vlogged myself, but I would love the opportunity. And he replied back, he's like, okay, cool. There's two other people in front of you who are more experienced. Why should I choose you? And I'm like, okay, totally fair. I'm like, I will work harder than both of them combined, right? And he's like, okay. He's like, can you find a flight out here to LA? I'm like, yes. So literally, that day, I booked a flight, and two days later, I was in LA filming with him for the next five days, and that turned into working with him for a full year, and it was cool because I moved on to Austin, Texas from Chicago. And during that period of time um, in the year of 2018 is where I met Jordan Syatt. And I met him at a Pencils of Promise charity event when I was with Zach, which was cool because like Lewis House was there, Amanda Bucci, Emily Hayden, a lot of other like fitness influencery um, type people were there. And so after my time ended with Zach, um, I moved back to Chicago and just did some freelance stuff on my own. Um, kind of was still trying to figure it out a little bit. And then... September, I believe it was Jordan was looking for a videographer and he put on his story. Um, I'm looking for a videographer. Right. And, and mind you, when I met Jordan before I knew him as like Gary V's trainer, not Jordan Syatt. Yeah. And so I, that I replied to crazy. Yeah. I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, I, I I'd love to do this. Right. I'm like, we knew each other. He's like, Hey bro. He's like, I, someone replied before you like, let me give them a chance and see, um, and see how this works out. And if it doesn't in 90 days, I'll give you a call. And so December first, I'm on the stairmaster at Lifetime Fitness, and I get a call, and it says Jordan side on it, and I'm like, "The fuck's he calling me for?" And so I answer, and he's like, "Hey man, he's like, you got time to talk?" I'm like, "Yeah." Um, I'm like, uh, "He's like, he's like, bro, are you are you working out right now?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "I'm I'm good though." He's like, "Okay." He's like, "You want to move to New York?" And I'm like, "Yep." He's like, "Are you are you sure?" He's like, "You can you can think about it, man." I'm like, "Nope." I'm like, let's do it. And, uh, he's like, oh, okay. So we, like, we kind of exchanged pleasantry like kind of just little details. Um, but then two weeks after that, I went to New York just to go film with him for the weekend, um, to kind of hang out for two or three days. And then two weeks after that, I moved my entire life to New York city, um, and like worked at Jordan for the next two years. And then, after that, Jordan was at a period in time where he was like not want to make as much content anymore like we got him to a good place. Um, he's obviously starting a family now and so he's at a different point in his life. but after that, um, moved on to start my own business really and it's cool because like I I took on a lot of other clients and stuff um, and then I linked up with Jason fucking a year uh, I mean a, a year uh, and it, actually it's crazy. Hang on this is crazy because I knew Jason when I was working with Zach. So I've known Jason for four years because we went to like a level one cert for, um, in three, I think, um, yep. which was, which was crazy. Like four years ago, I forgot to add that in. And so like Jason reached out to me <laughs> a year ago, a year ago, like around this time, um, to help him with like personal brand stuff. Um, and just, you know, anything with that. And so, um, yeah, and that, that's kind of where I'm at now. Um,
0: like, yeah, that was Nashville. That'd be a year in June.
1: Yeah. Well, no, um, well, that's probably where we met, but I, I, yeah. I was in Orlando. So I was like
0: a year oh, ago. Yeah. This I was time. on my honeymoon.
1: got <laughs> oh, it. Okay. Perfect. Um, and so it's cool now. Cause like now I get to help other coaches with their content and stuff. Um, I have my own course and everything that I run with 30 plus coaches in there. And that's like my, my big goal now is like, I really want to help coaches with their content. Um, and like help grow them and help them build their audience. And Yeah.
0: Yeah man. I you know there there's a lot to unpack there. As there's a lot the to unpack there. Of Rico was just explained in the last 15 minutes. So, let me see if I can dig a little bit deeper in here. Yeah, and Just get a little bit of your your mindset and I think one of the big things I want to circle back to, there's there's a few, but first one that came to my mind was you know, when we start talking about mental health and what Gary V said which was I rather you have to kind of repair your relationship with your dad for the next 2 to 3 years and make it awkward what was that? Like, like, how was that transition in your life? Because what I see a lot of people do in life in general is they avoid the tough conversations. They don't want to have the conversations that they need to have, which leaves them in a very kind of, uh, I would say almost like a a floating kind of feeling where they're just not sure where they're at. And that, that cloud is always over them because they won't have that tough conversation. So what, what was that like? What did you go through with that conversation like with your dad having that hard conversation of telling him, Hey, I'm not gonna be Rico the doctor, I'm gonna be Rico the videographer, now Rico the coach that coaches coaches on content. Like how did that go?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um it's crazy. Like now, you know, when he asks like he just cares to see that I'm happy and then like I'm doing stuff, like he doesn't right. really care about me being a doctor. Um and so it's it's kind of interesting, right? Because I think he had a stigma attached to like oh, like making X amount of money, you know, per year, um, and it's like that's secure, right? And right. I'm like, well, it's it's kind of come around to him that like you know, being being in the field that I'm in, I'm like, like I could still do that, right? Like I, I can still like do that. It's just not the prestige of being a doctor, right? Like I could could still reset financial target. It's just not the doctor prestige next to it. Um, and so it's, it's kind of crazy to, to think that like having that conversation with him, um, it was tough because like literally his thing is like, now what? Right. And it's like, my dad's an immigrant from Italy. And like, you know, he, his big thing is like, I, I want my children to do well. Um, and like older generations, they view college as like the gateway, right? right. And like college is like the way to go. And now that I'm, you know, 26, I fully disagree. Like, I don't think college is the way to go. Again, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be something that is by the books and by the textbook, like you have to amazing. Like I fully agree with that. Um, in my case, I don't agree. I don't think I need college. I think college taught me a lot of different things, but I don't think it got me to where I'm at. Right. Yeah. Now, when you talk about like having that conversation, um, it was tough, right? Because like it was weird for the next two to three years because he always had this overlooming thought of like this overlooming thing over my head of like, you know, well, you could go back to do this. You could go back to be a doctor. Like it's not too late to do that. Right. And I'm like, I, just, I, I don't. I'm like, I'm not I'm not passionate about it. I don't like it. I don't love it. I really don't. And so I think why most people get crippled with that is because like you said, like, why don't people have the hard conversations? Because it's hard because they're right. hard conversations. Yeah. Like, why do people not go to the gym? Why do people not track their calories cuz it's hard, right? Yeah. Why do people why do people not post consistently cuz it's hard? Why do people not show up on video and make video content cuz it's hard, right? Most people, whether it's conversations or tracking calories or lifting weights, it's all hard, right? But again, hard is relative. Like what's hard to me might not be hard for someone else, but what's hard for someone else or what's not hard for someone else might be difficult for me and might be hard for me. So again, it's, it's all relative. Having that conversation wasn't hard because I had clarity on what I didn't want, right? And I think the reason most people have difficult with hard conversations is because you don't really know like where you're trying to go with the conversation, right? I knew exactly. I'm like, look, I don't know what I want fully. I'm going to be honest with you, Dad. I don't know what I want. But let me tell you what I don't want. This. Okay, and so if I keep doing this, what I don't want to do, I'm I'm going to resent you, and we're not going to have a good relationship, right? And I don't want that. I don't want to wake up at 93 years old wondering what if, right? And so that was the biggest thing for me is I never wanted to resent him. I never wanted to um, not do the things that I wanted to do, and it was freeing too listening listening to Gary being like, "You're young. You have time. Like you can always go back to college." Right, like I could go back yeah. to 26 if I wanted to, right? I could literally drop Absolutely. everything and be like, I'm gonna go back to college, right? Um, but I'm like, I'm not, I mean, obviously I'm not gonna do that. I promise it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. Um, but it's just like, it's just, it's freeing knowing I'm like, wow, I can like take all this risk and see if it pays off. I mean, it has. Um, yeah. But it's just, it, it's, it's just crazy that like most people, keep themselves just locked up in a box. Um, they don't take risk or not necessarily risk. And again, not that it has to be calculated, right? Everyone thinks, well, it needs to be calculated risk. Everything has to be like, I have to have all my ducks in a row. I have to have all everything aligned. Well, tough shit. You're probably not going to fucking have everything aligned and that's okay. Right? Like when, like, like I, I love this example, right? This is why I love talking with fitness coaches. Um, when people are like, well, you know, when, when, when when it's the right time for me to work out, when I'm motivated, when I got my my perfect meal in, when the sun is fucking rising at the exact time, when I've drinking 32 ounces of water this morning. And it's like, okay, well, guess what? That's probably not all going to fucking happen, okay? And it's like, if you're waiting for the right time for something to happen, whatever that is, like, you're probably going to be, be shit out of luck for that. So again, like, there's never going to be the right time. Um, I mean, that's a whole, you know, another tangent. But... Going off to your point, it's just like you just got to rip the band aid off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, the biggest takeaway that a lot of the people need to have from this conversation is most of the time you will get further by ripping the band aid off and having those tough conversations than to hold on to that feeling and try to mask your own feelings instead of going forward, making the conversation that needs to be had happen and then pushing forward through there because most of the time people will come around once they see the security. I think so many people are wrapped up in security. And like my wife is very much that way. She hates the fact that my job is not like, Hey, here's your paycheck every two weeks or like, here's your steady like pay that we know that's coming in. Right. She is sort of old school in the sense of like, she likes security and a lot of people like us who are more entrepreneurial or want to just help as many people as possible, and we're not afraid to have the ups and downs that come along with going into business for yourself. For us, we kind of are okay with the unknown. We're kind of okay with going into things and having risk involved, whereas a lot of people, they're afraid of the risk, just like they're afraid of conversations. And you have to think to yourself, what if? What if you had that conversation and what actually you wanted to happen happens? Because then it's almost one of those things where I think people are then afraid of what if this goes well instead of what if this fails? Because I think a lot of people's mindset is always, well, what if this fails instead of what if this actually works? What if this actually works and I become the next? um, Let's just say Jason Phillips in my field. So if you're in the fitness and nutrition field, like. What if I did become the next Jason Phillips or what if I did become the next Jordan Syatt? What if you became the next and I don't know anybody in the videography field outside of you and a few other people. But, you know, what if you became the next great videographer that everybody wanted to work with? Go and do the thing that you're most passionate about and be happy with it, no matter who it affects short term, because all they really want to see deep down is you succeed. And I think that's what most of us are afraid of is the actual success. If we were to jump into something that we have no security going into up front.
1: Well, we'll, well dude, also with this. That's like, nothing's promised. Like nothing's Absolutely promised in not. this world. Like fucking tomorrow's not promised. Like, um, no. what, what's her name? Like Haley Bieber just had a stroke the other day and I'm like, she's 25 and, and people look at it as like, Oh, well, you know, she's married with Justin. Like they're, they're untouchable. It's like, Yeah. Motherfucker. Like she literally just had a stroke and it's like, she's 25. So her tomorrow wasn't promised. Thankfully she's okay. Knock on wood. Right. Um, but it's like everybody, 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 this is what bothers me. There's no sense of urgency for anything. People just go through life complacent. People go through life like they're in, in traffic. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of a metaphor. Like whenever I walk outside and there's people that just slowly walk and I'm like, this is a metaphor for life. I'm like, everybody just slowly walks through life, right? There's no sense of urgency for anything. There's no sense of, and, and mind you, like this is a different mindset to have. Like, it's it's not a mindset to have of like well what if tomorrow's not promised i need to get everything done today no it's that like you know what like life is long yes but it is also short too right and so with that mindset of understanding like tomorrow's not promised nothing is promised ever like take take advantage of today that's all we have that's why it's the that's why it's called the present that's why it's a gift right and so it's just, it, it, it baffles me that people just think like, oh, well tomorrow, like tomorrow's a new day. And it's like, um, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll do it in a week from now. I'll do it in a month from now. And you just put it off, put it off, put it off. And it's like, fuck a month's not even promised. Right. It's the same people that want to lose weight. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll start next year. I'll start January 1st. Right. It's like, why not now? Like, oh, I'll, I'll start then I'll, I'll begin then. Why? Like, why are you waiting until then? Oh, because it's the right time? Because you'll, you'll think you'll be motivated? Got it. Okay, cool. So I want you to start when you're motivated and let me know how that motivation continues because I guarantee you, you won't be motivated day two or day three or day four or day five, right? So what's going to really get you through that, right? And so when you understand, like, cool, I can't really rely on this feeling of motivation because it's so fucking fleeting, like, yeah. then what, right? And so, I mean, man, that applies to anything, whether you're working out or like, yeah. like, to be honest, I'm going to go, I'm going to go work out in an hour. I have no motivation to do that. None. (laughs) I I literally have, I have zero motivation to do that. Um, I'm tracking calories now too. So like, I'm trying to be um, more mindful and be more of a quote unquote in a deficit. I I have no desire to do that. However, I'm, I'm motivated by the result that I'm looking for. So the result that I want in a month from now, I'm motivated by that result right? So that's what gets me through it. Now, am I motivated on the day-to-day? Of course not, but I'm motivated by the result after, right? And I have to do cardio today too. I don't want to do that, but I'm motivated by the feeling that I get after when I'm done with that because I'm proud of myself for doing it, right? And so at the end of the day, if you can put your head on the pillow being proud of everything you've done, right? That's a great day, right? And the fact that you got up today, the fact that you had a chance, the fact you have an at-bat today is a gift in and of itself.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's a a big thing that I see with a lot of my clients is I I always hear that phrase. Well, I'm just not motivated right now. Well, motherfucker, I haven't been motivated for the last three months to do anything, but I still show up. I don't miss a meal. I don't miss tracking my calories whenever I'm going through something like a cut when I was getting ready for Hawaii. Like, I'm not always motivated. None of us are always motivated. But what I'm sure me and you have in common, and what a lot of people that we see that are super successful is their habits and their routine of having a plan is what they stick to. So even when there's no motivation, they're still getting shit done, whether or not they're motivated. And I think it's the biggest fallacy that people think they have to rely on motivation in order to get something done. When in reality, it's the plan that you come up with. It's executing the plan and just sticking to it, even when you don't want to stick to it. That is what's going to get you through everything. You don't need a new quote of the day, so to speak, every single day to try to keep you motivated when you wake up. You just got to wake up and do something that you know you need to get done. So that way in three months, when you look back, you're like, you know what, I did everything the way I was supposed to go. And look where I'm at now, three months later, because it's yep. not going to happen overnight anyways. Um, you know, we've had this conversation multiple times where, you know, you like to coach us on how to create better content. I'm never very motivated to create content. Now, yep. I'm always very motivated to hop on the phone or have a conversation with somebody. I love doing that. Right. Um, And I was joking around with somebody the other day. I said, you know, I think I'm just going to start playing video games and stream playing video games while I talk about fitness, because then at least I can just sit there. Do something I like, which is play Call of Duty on occasion, talk to people at the same time and just make it about fitness and Call of Duty. And I'm like, it's so crazy because in this world where we have so many streamers nowadays, everybody's like, well, how do you stand out? And I'm like, well, make it more so about actual like fitness, which is something I actually like doing and combine it with staying live for multiple hours and see if there's little bits and pieces of if people come in have questions, answer them live on air, give them tips something that would be fun and like very authentic that nobody's probably doing right now outside of just streaming and talking about video games. To me, that sounds like it could be a cool idea. Now I got to go execute it, right? Like i talked about it now, am I going to go execute it or not? Like, what do I do? But at the same time, like, then you also have to figure out like, how do you actually still show up for what you're doing now with clients too? Like, how do you make it all evolve and work together? So that way it's very, it flows in your day to day. But to me, it's like, if you come up with an idea like that, that you think, okay, this is probably a little far-fetched, but maybe it could work, maybe not. Well, sometimes you just got to step up and do it. And if it blows, cool, but you at least have to try it and be consistent with it in order to see the return on the investment. So that goes with anything in life, whether you're dieting for weight loss, if you're in a maintenance phase, or if you're trying to grow a business or just trying to get better in your day-to-day life, you got to keep showing up. And you got to keep doing it when you don't want to do it. And as long as you do that, you're going to be fine. But so many people stop because they have a bad day. And then all of a sudden it's your fault. It's somebody else's fault. It's never your fault. (laughs) The person that's actually supposed to be doing the work. It's always somebody else. I need a new tactic. That one doesn't work. Give me a trick. Give me the like easy um, route. Everybody wants easy. Nobody wants hard.
1: Well, and, and here's the thing, like, Every, like like you talked about, everybody wants the hack or the the next tip or the next trick or whatever other thing, and it's like you just gotta keep doing the simple shit. Like that's that's what probably got you there, right? It's like you want to get better at deadlifting, deadlift more. You want to get better at squatting, squat more. You want to get better at benching, bench more. Like all the big three lifts. But people are like, it can't be that simple. Like w- that, people are like, come on. Like, what do I really need to be doing? You need to be doing that. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's like, well, how do I get better at tracking calories? You track them. Right. (laughs) And it's like, or this is what I love when I help people with content. It's like, it's like, you know, um, getting better on video and I'm like, okay, well, I promise you a nicer camera won't fix that. No, you might look better, but if you're not confident on camera, I guarantee you getting a nicer camera is going to scare you even more because you'll be way more intimidated by it. Right. And if you can't even talk to your phone to make content, don't even think about getting a big camera. Because at the end of the day, like, it's all about putting in the reps with it, right? It's like, if you want to get better at talking on camera, you got to put in the reps with it. It's like, well, a camera's not going to fix that, or a microphone's not going to fix that. Like, no amount of money is going to fix that for you, like, to invest into. You just have to talk and make a video on your freaking phone and start with that. Um, dude, it, 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 it applies to everything, but it's like, everybody always wants the, the most easiest path. I always like to say this, like, fitness isn't easy, it's simple, right? Like, tracking your calories, it's not easy, but it's simple. Like everything is, everything isn't easy, but it's all when it when you break it down, it's all simple, right? It's like oh, like you want to lose weight? It's like calories in versus calories out. It's like, hang on, it's not that simple, dude. That's why there's so much bullshit content on it. Is because like, because like, well, let's drink. I don't know paprika in your fucking water, or let's put. And turmeric, or let's put um, this this oil on your stomach to burn more belly fat, and wrap your stomach with saran wrap, or these, you know, like these shrink wrap bullshit things. And it's like it's because everybody else makes it so complex because you're selling to that. You know why? Because most people think, oh, it has to be hard, it has to be difficult. So let me sell to that, and that's why they make so much money off of it. But it's like no, it's really that simple. To where like I promise you, if you just focus on like calories in versus calories out, you eat less. You're going to be fine, right? You want to lose weight? Cool. You want to gain more muscle? You want to put on weight? Eat more, right? It's just, it's it's that simple. But yet at the end of the day, like we always have to make it so complex and we're always looking for the next greatest tip, the next greatest trick, the next greatest hack. And it's like, oh, it can't be that simple. It's like, we're we're, we're trained for complexity, which is so so weird for me. Um, we're, we're trained to make things more harder than what they need to be, right? Yeah. And it's just like, everybody's like, well, how do I get more steps in? Like, what's, what's, the, what's the big trick and hack for that? It's like, Go step. walk. You go walk. <laughs> go outside. How do you think you get more steps in? You run, you walk. I don't know. Like right foot, left what your body will follow. That's what my coach told me when we played soccer. It's like, you know what I mean? But again, we're, we're trained for complexity. It's just, it's a lot more simple than what, than what you're making it to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I could reframe what you just said and make it any simpler for our listeners to understand everything. No, no, is you, actually- no you know what?
1: You should try to make it more complex.
0: <laughs> try to make it more complex. If I make it more complex, then you know what? It'll probably sell way better because I I think, you know, going to the whole uh, content creation side of it, for me, it's almost like everything's so simple, but yet I feel like I have to make it harder for everybody else or make it stand out to other people when all I want to really say like every single day is, hey guys, just show up, show up again today, go to the gym, work out track your calories. Be consistent with tracking your calories. See if you're in a surplus. See if you're in a deficit. Did you have a bad day during the week? Like there's so many little things that like we just have to go into and look at and say, "Hey, like did you show up today? Yes or no?" If the answer is no, okay, tomorrow let's get better. Don't make it more complicated than it has to be and be like, "Well, what's the trick?" There is no fucking trick. The only trick that there is, is to keep doing it over and over and over again. I tell people I'm at, I've been at this for six years now of trying to look healthy, be at an ideal body weight and composition that I want to be at. And after six years, I can honestly say it gets a little mundane. It gets a little boring, but I still show up every day, 10, 1030. I head to the gym. I work out for an hour and a half. I start out with the same cardio every single day, and then I go do my lifts, and then I drink my protein shake, and then I eat my lunch, and then I work, and then I eat dinner, and then I go to sleep, and I wake up again and I do it all over again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you know what everybody wants? Like, yeah, but yeah, but what are you eating for lunch? Like, what are you eating for dinner? Yeah, yeah, but like, how do you sleep? I close my (laughs) eyes and I fucking sleep. I don't know. There's no. There's no hack. Right. It's like, again, it's just like, but it's all the little, it's all the little things. But again, it's just, it's the, it's the, uh, have you ever seen that photo? And I'm not, I know people listening where it's like, there's one guy mining for the diamond and there's another guy mining for the diamond. One guy falls short of it. And like the other guy, like, he keeps going. mining and he, hes like like what one guy's like just gives up and if he just kept mining a little bit more he would have gotten it and one guy's like on his tail but like he's he's gonna keep mining it's that same premise to where it's like you might feel like you're not really doing anything you might feel like um I'm not getting anywhere I'm not getting anywhere but like you're just chipping away you're chipping away. And it's like, every time you, you show up on camera, you're chipping away. Like you're getting in more reps. Like you're building more calluses. I like to look at that with like lifting weights. Like every time you do a curl, every time you do a a push movement, like you're building more calluses on your hands. Like you're building more calluses on camera. It's like, it all applies the same way. It's just, you have to keep showing up for it. You have to keep putting in the repetitions. Yes. It's going to be mundane. Yes. It's going to be annoying, but it's like, can you look back five years from now and be like, wow, I did all that. Right. That's why, um, it's funny. I just dropped uh, the second module of my course this past Sunday, and like we we talked about, um, like painting the picture to where it's like, what do you want in ten months from now? What do you want in ten years from now? Right? And it's like Gary Vee talks about macro spe- macro patience, micro speed, right? And it's like do all the things day to day quickly, like with with urgency, but then understand like what you're chasing is going to take you a lot longer than you think, right? But as long as you're doing everything correctly, right, tracking your calories, getting your cardio and getting your steps in, for those of you listening that are in the fitness, um, you know, getting your workouts in, like, might seem mundane. It's like, but do that every day, 110%, right? And it's like, every single day, give me give me 90 days of consistency with that. I guarantee you in three months from now, like, you'll be where you want to be. But if you're on day 27, 90 days from now seems like a long time. But it's like, also give yourself credit, like, you, you're 27 days in. Right. Yeah. But then also understand, like, I got a lot more to go. So it's like develop, deploy more patience against that, but be relentless in the day to day.
0: Dude, the, the funniest thing that I always see is when a client loses a pound the first week that we started a cut and they go, I feel like I should be losing more. And I go, Ooh, so if, we I lost a pound, if we lost a pound every week for the next year, you'd lose 52 pounds. If you lost 52 pounds in a year, would you be a lot happier? Well, yes. So we're right on track then. Like everybody wants it like so fast, like right now. And like Jesus Christ, it's not going to happen. You're going to have ebbs and flows. But I'd rather you have small hills in in your journey than to have like peaks and valleys. Like if everything is just a slow little bump in the road, but it's moving in the right direction then you're going to have progress. You're going to see tremendous progress, but if you have really big peaks and then really bad lows, which is what I see all the time with weight loss, everybody will like lose a lot of weight really quickly. And then they'll like get to a certain point where they just crash out. And it's because they don't do it the sustainable way. They do it the fast way. But well, those of us like myself who finally understand after years that, hey, Everything is going to move a little bit slower, but you're going to look better and better every time you do it. And then you don't have the big like, oh, I gotta lose 20 pounds. It's a, hey, if I just lost 10 pounds, I would then have my six pack. Okay, but you wanna lose 20, why? Because of some number on the scale that tells you that you should weigh this? No, that is not what we do. We look in the mirror, we look at how we feel, we listen to biofeedback, that is how you get to where you need to go. And it all starts by doing the same stuff day in and day out. And if you can't understand that concept, you're never going to be successful in your fitness industry. You're never going to be successful in your business. You're really never going to be truly as successful as you want to in your career or in life, period. Mm -hmm. It it Mm -hmm. applies to everything, man. And it's so crazy to me that people just want to constantly hack everything when there's usually really never a hack. It's just the simple, boring shit that none of us really want to do but you have to do it. And if you just keep that one principle in mind, you will go further in life than you ever thought you could. And I really believe that. Just keep doing the small things. Hell, I'll I'll use this damn podcast, for example. If you would have told me that back in January when we first launched, and I remember everybody just said, just do it. I said, you know what? I'm not going to edit it. Nothing is going to be post-production. I'm literally going to film. I'm going to upload, and I'm just going to post it and just keep it raw and real. And then as I get better with it, I'll start to go back and add a little bit more, a little bit more. But for me, it was just, I have to start doing it. I just had to do it. And so once I started doing it, if you would have told me that my first three episodes collectively have over 200 downloads now, I would have thought you were crazy. Because in my mind, I was like, how many people are really going to listen, right? Mm -hmm. And and now we're constantly seeing like 40, 50, 60 people listen to each podcast. And I'm like, wow, like... (laughs) I thought these people already listened to me enough. But you know what? More and more people are listening, which is just going to show that the more you show up, the more that people are going to come, the more that you will be able to make it a habit of saying, hey, every Friday, guys, this episode is going to come out. Go ahead and mark your calendars, 6 a.m. every week. And guess what? Every week our ratings or I shouldn't say ratings, but our views go up because we're being consistent. It didn't happen overnight. It just happened because we started being consistent and we started telling you guys, Hey, be on the lookout for it. This is when it's going to happen. Yep. And I love that conversation. Yeah. So, but I do want to, uh, I know we got a little bit of time left, but I want to circle back real quick to what we talked about in your origin story and, you know, talking about some people that have like an identity crisis, so to speak, you know, there's an identity battle that people go through with trying to figure out what their parents want versus what they want. And, when you're trying to weave your way through life, what is that identity battle like for somebody? Cause I, I know you've gone through it um, and you tell us a little bit about it, but like, how did you overcome that whole identity crisis of not really knowing what you wanted to do and like figuring it out? Like what was that like and what advice would you give other people?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think when you're trying to figure stuff out, right. I think a lot of it comes down to like trial and error and um, Throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, in that sense, right? Um, and I think once you get more clarity on it, then you don't need to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. But I think in terms of um, when I when I say that, it's more so like try different things, right? It's like you have to taste different things to understand like, do you actually like this? Do you actually not like this? Um, and it's like if you're struggling to understand, like, well, I don't know what I want. Cool. Or if, if you're like, well, well, I, I I know what I what I want to be doing. Um, and it's like there's things that you've tried. And it's like, let's say that didn't work for you. Cool. Then you don't know. Then you do know what you don't want, right? Then you have more clarity on what it is that you don't want to be doing. And so that's why I'm a fan of like trying multiple things, trying different things, testing things out, seeing how it feels, right? Like go, go, I don't know, go run a marathon and be like, you know what? I don't want to be, I don't want to run. I don't like running. Cool. Like amazing. Um, Go try Olympic weightlifting. I don't like Olympic weightlifting. Cool. At least you tried it, right? I'm always a fan of like, I'd rather at least try something than make it definitive. like, I don't like this, right? Or like, this isn't for me, right? Like go, go try to become a doctor and see if you want to do that. Right. Um, go to school for that or go try to, um, I don't know, make, start a cookie business or start, uh, like anything. It's just, I, I, I don't ever put limitations, but people do all the time. I don't ever put a cap on like what you can do and what you can't achieve. Like we live in a great fucking country and it's like, you can do whatever you want. And it's like most people, they just, they put themselves like, again, in a box and in a, in a, square if you want to say like in a small place and it's like i can only be this right it's like no you can't like you can go try different things you can go test different things out um and it's just like i I think just more people need to explore more of what they you know what 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 their interests are and when i say like go try different things it's like well what interests you what piques your interest and it's like if you come to find out like oh i don't actually like doing that cool then you know what you don't want to be doing right i'm all i'm a big fan of if you don't exactly understand what that north star is cool Totally awesome. Like get, get more reps on your butt with like tasting different things because then it'll give you more clarity on again, what you don't want to be doing. Right. Anything in the medical field for me, I'm like, nope, don't want to touch that. So immediately like that gives a lot of clarity, a ton. I'm like, I don't want to be a ophthalmologist. I don't want to be a dermatologist, a pediatrician, like none of that. I, everyone that is doing that, I love that for you. Right. I hate plane turbulence. I will never want to be a, we t- want to be a pilot. Right. I don't want to do that. Don't want to do that industry being a firefighter. Don't want to do that. Police officer. Don't want to do that. Like I know the things that I don't want to do. Right. Um, holding a camera and filming it. I like it. You know what I mean? Um, but it's like, I had to try that. I had to try that first to be like, is this actually for me? And it turned out I love that. Right. Um, and again, it, t- it takes a while, right. S- same thing with like finding a therapist. Most people struggle with finding a therapist and it's like, you know, you're not going to find a home run therapist who like connects with you the first time. You might have to go through four or them. six, um, but again, it's just like you have to you 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 have to go through that. Um and I think most people just aren't willing to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, for me, I mean, for for where I'm at today and where I started at in my journey, when I look back 10 years ago when I first moved to Charleston, South Carolina, and started off being a, a caddy at the ocean course on Kiwa, like I just loved being around people and I just yeah. loved golf. So for me, it was like the perfect fit at twenty-two because much like you, I graduated college and was like, I don't know what, what field I really want to work in. Like, I yep. don't. But the easiest thing for me to do was to be like, you know what? I like golf and I like people. So, can I put those two things together and be okay making a living as a caddy? And, dude, I got to go on, like, mini tour events. I got to see what it was like to be caddying on tour, going to city after city, playing in a golf tournament, how to map out a golf course, how to read greens, like, how to club. My professional that I was with, and then how to club the hacks that come out there at the Ocean Course, and meet great people along the way. Like I can't tell you the thousands of people that I met that were fantastic people that were fun to get to know. Because for me, it was fun that every day when I woke up, I was going to meet somebody new, and you never knew who you might caddy for. I mean, hell, I caddied for Steve Spurrier and some other cool people. But then I got to a realization after a couple of years of like there's no up from here. There, there's nowhere to actually progress. And then I got yep. kind of bored with it. So then I was like, all right, well, what's the next thing? Right. Well then everybody's having the conversation of you gotta have 401k, you gotta like, go get mm-hmm. a real job. So then I went and tried sure. real jobs, tried to do sales, have the 401k, work the nine to five. Didn't love that. Right? Like all of a sudden, before I knew it, I was standing in front of somebody while working on my own personal fitness. And they were like, Hey, you're really good at talking to people and you're really good at wanting to help people. Have you ever thought about doing this? I'm like, well, I didn't go to school for it. Like might need some help. Cool. We'll help you. And then look at where I am six years from now or six years from then. I'm like, I'm running my own company. I have two employees. I get to meet people like you get to meet people like Jason and Andy Frisella and like Ed my at these events or, you know, James Lawrence, the iron cowboy. Like there's so many doors that start to open up because I took that leap of faith of being like, you know what? I do enjoy working out. I enjoy helping people get fit. I'm already kind of doing that in the gym. So why not make it a career? Amen. Yeah, man. here we are. So for me, I think the biggest thing that most people can take away from our episode today is do what it is you love, do what it is that probably scares you to go do, but you know, you need to do it and never look back.
1: That's and that's what why I take away from it. And that's why I say be a fucking shark because sharks can only physically swim forward because physically they cannot or they will die. And so that's it. That's my that's my motto is always to be a fucking shark and to just keep swimming forward.
0: Yeah. So I got one last question before we wrap up here, yeah, man. man. And uh, I, I started asking this to everybody at the end of our podcast that comes on as a guest. But um, what does it mean to you to have a plus one mentality? What does that mean to you when you hear that?
1: Oh man, uh, I mean that's easy for me. It's just when I when I hear plus one, it's like I, I like to reframe it as like a one percent better, right? Just getting just getting one percent better every day, and it's, in a sense of like just doing one more thing today to move the needle forward. Um, so when I hear plus one, it's what are you doing that's better than yesterday to you know level up, right? If we want to use. Uh, playing video games for example like when you level up it's like you you achieve a new level it's like plus one it's like well you had to do different things than before to get you to level 57 in the game right versus level 56 it's like you had to do different things um or you had to do more of the same things and again it just might have been boring but like you had to do you had to put in more reps with that. So when I look at a, at a plus one, um, that's, you know, to going one more rep, um, one more mile going one more, um, step like, you know, you, you want to You set 10,000 steps for the day. Cool. Do 10,001. Right. So it's like doing 1% better than you did yesterday, whatever that is for you. Um, but just move the needle forward.
0: I love that, man, dude, Rico, as always, man, uh, it's a pleasure chatting with you. It was an honor to have you on today. Um, guys, if you like this episode, please, once again, share this with a friend, um, help us grow the podcast and get the name out there for everybody. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple. Um, if you want to, you can check this out on YouTube. If you want to actually look at the videos, uh, we post all of these podcasts on YouTube as well as posting on Spotify and Apple. So leave us a review. If you like it, share it with a friend. Um, and once again, man, love you. Appreciate you. And everybody go be a shark today. I love it.